Amen. How many knows we serve an almighty God tonight? Aren't you thankful you know who that is today? Amen. Amen. It's good to have each and every one of you here in person and online. Today is our first service. We're online with our public page and in service in person. Amen. Isn't that a great thing to be able to have that today? Could we get the Lord a hand clap of praise for this opportunity? We're excited. So welcome to everybody tuning in online. Amen. If you're here, if you will, wave at your neighbor. Let them know we're very glad to see them today. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, asking the Lord to have his will and his way throughout the service tonight. How many's come to this house with a need today? Amen. Let's go before the Lord boldly, asking God to have his will and his way through this service. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do. God, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather together, Lord, one mind and one accord. God, thank you, Lord, for each and every person that God has tuned in tonight. God, each and every person that's came out to the house of the Lord tonight. God, you know every need. God, you know every situation, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you'd help us, Lord God, to get our hearts, our minds, and our souls focused on you, Lord God, and your will tonight, Jesus. God, if we have any sin in our hearts, I pray, Lord, you forgive us. Lord, if we said anything, heard anything, thought anything, touched anything, God, if we done anything, Lord, that wasn't of you, Lord, please forgive us today, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to position ourselves, Lord God, to hear your voice. God, to be receptive, Lord Jesus, to what you have for each and every person here today. God, I pray, Lord, you touch and bless every prayer request, Lord. God, you know every situation, every need tonight, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, you'd anoint God and touch our musicians and our singers, Lord Jesus. God, use them, God, in a great and powerful way. God, anoint your messenger tonight. Lord, we give you all praise and glory and honor. Lord, for everything you've done, God, and everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Come on, can you match that and lift up your voice? Come on, let them know you're thankful today. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we praise you tonight. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment. If the ushers begin to make their way up, we're going to take up our offering. We do want to remind everybody this coming Sunday at 1030 and 1115, we will be in person, in service. Uh, so make sure you come on out, 1030. We do have Sunday school for all of our children. And 1115 will be coming out for our evangelistic service. Amen. All here together. And we are looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. Grab that offering in your hand. Once again, we're going to ask the Lord to touch and bless this offering. If you're at home, you can also look at the page. And there are ways for you to give online as well. Amen. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, for the blessings you've given us, God, thank you, Lord, for taking care of us. God, for providing for us. God, we pray, Lord, you're touched with the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ushers are going to dismiss, and we will have uh, our praise and worship team come out. Continue to praise and worship with us tonight.
Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, can we worship him tonight? Come on, just lift your hands and worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands and love him tonight. Come on, let's just love him. Let's worship him. Amen. The King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if we just don't just sing the words. Come on, let's mean it with all of our hearts. Come on, your presence is welcomed here, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, pray. Lord, your presence is welcome here tonight. We thank you for another opportunity to be in your house, Jesus. Lord, we do not take it lightly, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for every heart and soul here, God, tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody got any praise tonight? Anybody got any praise on their heart? Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, you may be playing softly. Man, I want to just before you're seated for a moment here. I want to share something in in Psalms chapter 34. They sang the song a little bit about magnifying the Lord and His all His name together. But that's actual scripture, Psalms 34 and verse number three. It says, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me, with me." Someone say, "With me." That means that as if you're speaking to somebody. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt. Let's lift up his name and that name above every name, the name of Jesus. Come on, King of kings and Lord of lords, a name above all names. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, together tonight. Can we do that right now? Come on, can we exalt the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you deserve all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You may be seated just for a moment. Man, I love that scripture. Magnify the Lord with me. I need somebody. We may not have everybody in-house tonight, in-house, but uh, we've got enough. Amen. I know there's others going to join us online as well. Amen. It's going to help us lift up the name of Jesus tonight. He's been too good to me. He's been too good to me. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's not time to quit. Amen. It's time to pick up. Amen. And let's go forward together. Let us exalt his name together. Our hearts and prayers go out to the Bell family as they uh, bury a loved one tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow's the viewing and the funeral at Parsons. And so... Continue to lift them up. Our hearts and prayers go to the Bell family. And uh, how many joined us online this past Sunday? Everyone join us online? Amen. Can we give just a hand of appreciation to all those that helped make that possible? The musicians and singers. And hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And, and uh, as I messaged all of you on Sunday morning, I said... Don't be so full from Thanksgiving that you hit the snooze button and roll over and not join us online. Amen, amen. Pastor may not see who's all online, but God knows who's online. Amen. And so uh, we did that for just to being a little bit of a kind of proactive approach. Uh, and uh, and I'm, glad, I'm glad to see some faces out there tonight. 
Amen. I tell you, it's tough being up here by yourself, looking out and the, 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 the band and the, the singers out there, they were trying their best to help Pastor Sunday. And I was just trying my best as well. And uh, the people, thank you for those that reached out and text messaged and just sent a word of encouragement. That is so much appreciated, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, we need each other. We need each other right now. It's not time to isolate yourself. It's not time to tuck away anywhere. Uh, but it's time to make sure that you reach out to one another, love on one another. Amen. We're a church family, and a family, amen, uh, has, has bumps sometimes as a family. Sometimes you have uh, roadblocks. Sometimes you have disagreements. But there's also times where you got to love one another and encourage one another. And I'm so thankful for my church family. Aren't you thankful for your church family? Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're going to get into teaching tonight, and I'm going to carry it over, uh, Lord willing, to the to, to next Wednesday as well. And... Honestly, I just kind of felt in prayer. Uh, I just kind of felt in prayer that I want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up to receive the blessings of God and not miss out on this season right now because uh, we're going into Christmas season. Christmas time is here. If you cannot tell, it's here. It's here. It's here. Whether you like it or not, it's here. Christmas time. I mean, loves Christmas. Christmas time is here. Doesn't it look wonderful? Don't the sanctuary and everything look great? All the decorations. And uh, thank you to all the wonderful people. I love seeing all the pictures uh, that were posted on social media. All the great people coming and decorating and things. And, and I think there were some people caught off guard that were decorating too. And some silly photos too. And those were fun to look at too as well. But... Uh, uh, I'm thankful tonight, amen. Anybody just feel that way? Just feel thankful, amen. May, everything might not be lining up just perfectly, but that's all right. He's just still the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God as yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same. We change, but He hasn't changed. His power is still the same. I said the Holy Ghost power is still the same. It's whether you activate it or not. We have the power to activate it or not. He's a gentleman. He's not going to bombard his way into your life and say, come on, you need more power. You know, come on, you've got to activate your faith tonight. You've got to activate the power that God's given you. And uh, so Christmas time is here. And I just felt, honestly, to make sure that, that uh, as things look differently, as we're in this season of just what is this going on? <laughs> Uh, what, what's tomorrow going to look like? What's the next week going to look like? What's school going to look like? Right? What's my job? What's my job going to look like? We're, we're, we're kind of juggling a lot of things. And my, my heart, my prayer is that you're not juggling yourself out of the will of God. You're not juggling yourself out of uh, faithfulness. You're not juggling yourself out of commitment to the house of God and the things of God. And uh, whether you can join us here or not in person, uh, God knows what you're doing and not doing. And so it, it, we got to make sure as your watchman, I, I really felt the call uh, to begin this month uh, with this teaching because I don't want to see you fail in this season. Uh, someone posted the other day just a, a statement, a very profound statement when you know that, that, that this, this pandemic, this COVID is, is taking certainly some lives, precious lives from us. And we know that too well. Our family knows that too well. But also there's some people that's losing their heart with God in this season, in this time, in the pandemic. And you know what? People need you. 
Listen, this is not a time for you to start worrying about you, my, myself. It is a time that people are needing your voice like never before. We need Christians to step up in this hour and be true Christians and love people and be kind to people and help others and, and be there as a word of encouragement. Pick somebody up and show up to work and be positive about something. In the break room, I'm, I'm, I better get into my teaching tonight. I felt the, the coat pulled right there. I need to get my teaching here. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Book of Luke, chapter 2. If you find that, stand to your feet in honor and read the word. Luke, chapter 2, uh, verses 25. I'm going to read 25 through 35. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 2, verse 25. If you have that, say amen. 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 And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, and waiting for the consolation, meaning consoling, uh, comfort, consolation, comfort of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Verse 26, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death, before he had seen the, the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought into the child, in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, and bless God, get that? Baby Jesus, bless God. He's all, it's just one. I'm going to burst by his bubble. There's one Lord, there's one faith. When I pray, I'm praying to one. There's not three up there. There's one. There's one with all power and authority. And so, bless God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have not have seen thy salvation, which thou have prepared before the face of all people, and a light and delight in the Gentiles. That's a very big statement right there. And the glory of thy people of Israel, Gentiles, big statement right there. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them. And said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for all for the fall. He's set for the fall and rising again. You know, listen to me. God's got your life. He got you when you fall. And he got you when he excels you. That's why you got to be in the palm of the hand of God. Amen. And, and for a sign which will be spoken against, verse 35, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I want to minister as teaching tonight, uh, and, and we'll carry over. We'll see how long uh, this goes but uh, for tonight and to next week, uh, next Wednesday. But I'm going to title it, The Hope of Christmas. The Hope of Christmas. Someone look at your neighbor and tell them, The Hope of Christmas. All right, amen. Would you clap your hands and give God just a great big praise. Come on, He deserves it. And you may be seated. If you're happy and you know it, smile. All right. It's good medicine. It's good medicine. Look at your neighbor and say, have you taken your medicine today? Have you taken your medicine today? Man, it feels good in here. It feels good in here. I think, this, I think the decorations have just really made me feel really happy and joyful. But uh, the hope of Christmas. And I want to I make sure I kind of lay a foundation here because I want to make sure, listen to me, Things may look differently right now. Things might be feeling differently right now. But now's not time to, to stay in bed and get depressed and get anxious and worrisome. 
I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to preach to you prosperity. I'm not here to preach you and cheerlead you right now. I'm going to teach the Word of God to you. Because you're needed this hour. Your voice is needed this hour. People are leaning on you. They're depending on you to show up to work and give a word of encouragement. Amen? So, looking at the hope of Christmas, and I was in prayer, just thinking about, amen, going into the season, I said, Lord, you know, I felt, I felt Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving just, it, just, it was just different. Just, and then, you know, going to school and, and uh, you know, when the, halls, when the hallways are empty, it just feels different, you know, it's just a different feel, the vibe is different. I went to a sporting event at the school, and, you know, there's only so many that can attend, and, and, uh, and, the, and, the, and there's just no energy in the gym. Uh, it's tough, it's, you know, it's just trying to get a feel for it. And I thought, my goodness, this is, I, I don't like this. I don't like this. This isn't, this isn't right, you know. A Sunday, it was past Sunday. Well, I didn't like that. I, I, miss, I miss seeing all your beautiful faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most, mostly beautiful faces. Uh, but, I, you know, we, we're all feeling it. Am I, am I up here just on my own here? Am I, are we all feeling it? And it's very important that during this time, that you don't get down on yourself and you don't get down on your family and you don't start talking crazy and getting depressed and anxious and worrisome because what you need to show is the light of God right now. You need to step up to the plate and be the light of God right now. You need to speak faith. When everyone else is speaking nonsense, speak faith. I had a conversation with somebody today. People are losing their minds. And, and we're losing the sight of common sense. Listen to pastor tonight. Because I mean, listen to me. It's my job as your watchman to prepare you as you step out. And I don't want to see anybody, amen, get caught up in this stuff. Don't get caught up in, you have common sense. You have the Holy Ghost. You have more than common sense. Let me just say it that way. You have more than common You have the power of God living inside you. So you don't need to listen to any other voices that's trying to tear you down, trying to make you make mistakes, trying to make you cause frustration or confusion. You need to say, I'm not listening to those voices. I'm going to listen to the only voice that really matters. The hope of Christmas. And so I began to look into this, and I was led to Luke chapter 2. And I read that, and I thought, really? Just, I mean, really? <laughs> this, is, this is powerful, you know? And, and I began to really study it, and then when you really begin to study and dive into it, you're like, whoo, this is really powerful. And so as I began to look into this, I begin to think about hope. I begin to think about it's easier to understand exactly what hope is by first examining hopelessness. Unfortunately, a lot of people are experiencing hopelessness right now. Because when we have no hope, we're left with despair. Hopelessness is purposelessness, loneliness, and isolation. Does that ring a bell anywhere? Hopelessness leads to depression. And without a doubt, we need hope this season more than before. And I pray that Heritage Apostolic is a light of hope in our city. And without hope, the human spirit spirals down to destruction. And as we were watching with the kids the other night, there's a statement said on one of the 
one of the uh, kids' movies that we were watching. And it said something about, you know, the Christmas spirit was going down, you know, and, it was, and, and, and as it would go down, people got crazy. You know, people started going really crazy and losing it. And, you know, spirit, because I've been more, I thought, my goodness, you know, that's how I feel like with the power of God. You know, we got to make sure that we have, very, we have a responsibility, church. Listen, we have a responsibility right now to step up to the plate and say, God's still powerful. God's still sovereign. God's still in control. Amen. He'll see us through as long as we're willing to go through. <laughs> so, because I begin to really dive in, hope, hope is the force or drive that causes us to press on until we have obtained. I believe there's some things that God's wanting you to obtain, but you've got to make sure you have hope for it. Because listen, hope is your driving force. When you lose hope, if you see somebody, a co-worker, you see somebody, I mean, if they lose hope, that's, that means they've lost their driving force. They've lost their purpose. And so therefore, you begin to think about the hope of Christmas. And I begin to think about this, and I begin to think about if, if you could all relate, and I'm going to take you all back to a day and a time. Amen. When, remember when you were a kid, you know, desperately wanting that particular toy for Christmas? I remember, anybody, anybody can relate to that a little bit? Maybe just, some of you just were like, I'm just glad I got something. Some of you are like, well, I got a lump of coal. I teased somebody the other day at school. I said, you're getting a lump of coal for Christmas. They said, thank you. I want to help me uh, provide some uh, heat in my house. I said, well, whatever. Whatever that means. But, uh, you know, when you think back to that time and, and, the, and the, the hope for it, you know, the, the anticipation, the excitement for it. And I, begin to t- I tried to put myself in those same shoes. I began to think, okay, what were some things that for myself growing up, uh, and I should, probably should call mom and dad and ask them a little bit, but I, I, there were some things that I was want, wanting, you know, when I was growing up, and what was something I was really wanting. And I remember, I would begin to think about, and no wonder Gavin's the way he is. He loves shoes. And I remember, I, I, I was, clear as day, my mind went to, I remember I picked out a pair of shoes from the East Bay magazine. That was back in the day right there, folks. I actually did, you know, there was actually some things that you had pages you actually looked at. And, and uh, East Bay, and I wanted these, this pair of shoes so bad, so bad, and I, I really wanted them really bad. And, uh, and uh, you know, that hope, you know, for, for, for getting it. And I remember uh, that, that, that morning waking up, and I, I got the pair of shoes, and boy, I was excited. I was on cloud nine. Anybody ever been there before? You know, back in the day, you just remember something that you really wanted, or it was just me tonight? Okay, because I'm about to talk to you in a second here. Because, listen... Christmas is a time of high hopes. My goodness, we set bars that are so high. We build it up in our minds. This is the year. All my dreams are going to come true. Christmas time. You know, it's that, it's that spirit. That's that, it's that liveliness. It's joy, you know. And we set it so high. And, and certainly for kids, but it's true for adults too. And most people expect Christmas to be different, better than the last year. You know, it's better than the rest of the year. And I think, I think there's three major ex- expectations that most people have at Christmas time. And I'm going to lay a foundation here, so just go with me and just deal with Pastor for a moment. And if I'm way off, just pray for me. And give me a nod or an amen every occasionally. That'll help me out, make me feel comfortable. But number one, expectations. Most people have emotional expectations of Christmas. 
We hope that somehow, some way, something will happen that will allow us to feel the warmth of the Christmas spirit. So that's why every year after Thanksgiving, the totes of labeled Christmas come flooding out of storage. And a lot of you started way before then. I won't even discuss that. And we hang lights and we decorate it. We, we, we make special desserts. And there's a lot, the list could go on and on. And we, we build up this expectation. And most of us believe that there ought to be a happy feeling associated with the season. And if we don't get that feeling, well, this year wasn't good. You know, that's what we say. Well, this year wasn't good. Or I never really got the Christmas. I never really got into it this year. Number two, expectation. Material expectations. Most people expect to give and receive gifts with an emphasis on receiving. Sometimes you don't get what you really do want. Or you get a bunch of stuff you really don't want. Am I right? Can I get an amen? amen. I think one year my, 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 my sibling, I won't say who, my sibling got my dad an uh, uh, exercise ball. And he, he opened it up and he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and guess what? I, think, I don't know if you popped it to the grandkids. guy has a toy. I don't know what it was. But, uh, but we all, sometimes we've gotten stuff that way. And that can leave you feeling a little bit empty. Believe it or not, we're, uh, I'm talking to adults too here for a second here, okay? Uh, about the whole thing. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay. Next thing is when it comes to Christmas, most people have relational expectations. I do, I do believe we ought to experience the love of family and friends at, at a deeper level during this season. But the song, I, 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 I'm a, I love listening to Christmas music. It puts me in a good mood. But the song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, always evokes relational expectations in me because it's about going home. It's going home time. And I remember in college, uh, when I go home, it was just peaceful. You know, and I got food. You know, home-cooked meals. Real food. You know, real food. It's always nice, you know. College life, you know, you hustle and bustle, granola bars and, and ramen noodles. I never ate ramen noodles until I was in college. And so I'm trying to see, they're all relate, I'm relating to some folks tonight. And so then you go home and you get real cooked meal, and you're like, this is nice. Oh, this, this feels so cozy and nice and great. So as I lay out this foundation, I'm not trying to imply that it's bad or wrong to have emotional, material, or relational expectations as your pastor. Hear me right now. Because this is what I feel in the spirit. But my concern is that we not make those our only expectations this season. This is a time like we've never had before. This is a season we've never had before. We are going to make decisions. We are going to navigate through storms and different situations that we've never had to navigate before. And you don't need to lose your Holy Ghost during this season. I'll, come on. Can't get no help up here. If Christmas is only about emotions, material goods, and relationships, then some people will be terribly disappointed. Everything doesn't have to line up just right. And I think understanding the original expectations of Christmas will help us. And that's what I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm preparing you as your pastor to go into the season during this unique time of year we head into this year. What, what were the original expectations we learn about them in the Bible. We read about them in the scripture. Look at the first, some of the first uh, events preceding Christ's birth. Okay, I want to take you back. 
Listen to me. If you study it out, the people of Israel longed for the Messiah. Longed for him. They craved the appearance of the one who would rescue them from Roman denomina- uh, domination and tyranny. They longed for him. They, 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 really, they really longed and really wanted somebody to come along and rescue them. That was the original expectation. It wasn't about gifts. And it wasn't about relationships. and It wasn't about who was there and who wasn't there. Come on, we got to make sure that we're preparing our hearts this season to really fulfill the call of God and what He wants this hour. They anxiously waited as they weakly rehearsed the many scriptures that gave them hope of Messiah's birth. They, they scrutinized and studied the prophetic scriptures, knowing that one day Messiah would come and fulfill the prophecies. So let me go ahead and give you a scene of our text tonight. Amen. Mary and Joseph and her newborn son have walked the five miles from Bethlehem to Jerusalem in order to perform the customary ceremonies that accompany the birth of a Hebrew male. Eight days after the birth, their child is circumcised and given the name Jesus. The name wasn't their choice. It was God's. And now Mary and Joseph and Jesus are entering the temple again to perform the final ceremonial dedication of the child. Let me just tell you, you need to make sure you dedicate your children to God. And begin this new year, 2021, we're going to set a date, and we're going to have a time where you can do that. And we'll do it however we need to do it, but I believe we need to make sure we continue Baby dedications, even during a pandemic. However we got to do it. And that's what I'm asking all of you. Some things might not look like they always do. But don't stop trying. Don't stop giving. Don't, start, don't stop the saying, well, I, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to throw in a towel here because you know, I might as well just stay home. I might as well just not try anything. I'll just forget it. That's not what we need right now. We need people thinking outside the box. What can I do for my neighbor? What can I do for this sister? What can I do for this brother? There's something for everybody to do. And so at, this to- at the same time, so you can follow along there in Luke chapter 2, there was a waiting happening. He was waiting for something. The consolation of Israel. For my eyes have seen, not the newest, latest gadget, Come on, get, come on. We got, I love all those things too. It's so good. But we got to make sure we're teaching our children. It's not just about the gifts. It's not just about, you know, getting in the morning and seeing the presence. It's not, it's not about that. It's, it's wonderful. It's good. It's great. It's, it's, it's a family time. It's wonderful. It's great. But, but understand, Jesus came along at a time where they were wanting And they were desiring somebody to rescue them. Somebody to come along. The Messiah. That was prophesied about. Now listen to me. In Luke chapter 2, you'll find here Simeon's expectation. We all, like I already laid the foundation. We all have expectations, don't we? We all do. Quit saying you don't. You do. We got expectations. You know, I better have some gifts on Christmas morning to open up. Or somebody's going to be in trouble. 
That's when I get my new undershirts and my socks. Right? My essentials. Man? We all have expectations. That dreamy Christmas season. The snow's falling. Maybe somebody's going to come into my life and going to be my true love. Are we, am I making anything up right now? We set these bars. We set these expectations. We cannot lose sight of what this true season's all about. Especially during a pandemic year when it's so much where we're by ourselves or there's isolation. There's a lot of people. If they can't come to church, then they're probably not going to be with their families. If they can't come to church, then they're probably not going to have somebody in their home that they typically, typically do have. In their home and have somebody in fellowship. We need people. We need interaction. We need each other. So that's why I'm saying you can't fold in the towel. You can't say, I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to reach out to him. I'm not going to do this. This Christmas season is when you need to step up the most as a church and as Christians. And say, what are my expectations? Because we can find here Simeon's. And, and, and hope was strong and honorable in Luke chapter 2. And God revealed to him in the advance that the Christ or the Messiah would be born in his lifetime. He expected something so much for the time that God said, you know what? I'm going I'm to throw you a little golden nugget here. I'm going to tell you something that no one else is going to know. You're going to see it. Don't you love it? Amen, when chaos is happening and things are uncertain, that God can come into your life and speak something to you and cause peace and comfort. Come on, we can't shut out the voice of God right now. We need to be listening for the voice of God. Comes in his expectation is so great. God reveals this. He knew, of course, as all of us do, that he would die someday. But he, he wanted to depart in peace. And for another, he hoped that his own people would be glorified through this particular child. And that it would be, be a light of revelation to an entire world. That was his expectation. You see, there's a big difference in people who don't focus on themselves. I've learned this a long time ago. If, if I take care of my neighbor, if I take care of God will take care of me. The Bible says that he had been waiting for it for a long time. The best way to define, to read the passage of scripture from which the concept originated. Nearly 700 years before Simeon ever laid eyes on the infant Jesus, the prophet Isaiah described the consolation or comforting of Israel. For many centuries, because of sin and disobedience to God, the nation of Israel had suffered the judgment of God. Now think about this, church. Now stay with me here. I'm diving in here. But God, in his mercy, pledged that one day he himself would act in their favor. And in his promise spoken through Isaiah, 700 years before, spoken, amen, recorded in Isaiah 40. Read it for yourself. Amen. Amen. Your God is coming. Prophesy. 700 years before, your God is coming. The Messiah is coming. So just think about Simeon. When he's standing there with expectation and hope and says, it's here. He's here. Yeah. 
It's greater than the new pair of shoes. It's here. That joy. Come on, think about how much joy we have when we see others open up something we got them. Or maybe not. But, you know, you give it and you're like, I really wanted that. You're kind of hoping that they would, you know, they would give it back to you. Oh, wait, I thought you wanted this. Well, I did, but I got it for you. Well, you can have it. Okay. Anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> oh, yeah. That happens. But think about it now. Greater than that. Think about the, the joy and the hope that was shed that day. I mean, all this right here in my arms. Simeon was looking forward to that event. Expectation filled. That's what Christmas is all about. Take away all the warm fuzzies, all the presents, all the moments when families and friends come together. And the true significance of Christmas doesn't change. Oh, don't miss that. Don't miss that. I don't care if you're at home by yourself. I don't care if you're with other people this season. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not alone. You're not alone. Take away the presence. Take away the, the, the fellowship a little bit. And just know right now, God sees you. He loves you. Don't lose your expectation. Don't lose your hope in Christmas. Because here it is in a nutshell, and I'm getting close to being done. Here it is in a nutshell. You ready for this? This is, this is a, a generation thing right now. All, I'm, 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 gonna put, I'm, I'm doing a fast food right here for you. I'm all right. you you're, you're pulling up the drive-thru and you're getting it right now. The run true eternal God takes on flesh in the womb of a virgin. Is birthed. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Laying in a manger. Angels appear to shepherds by night on Judean hillside as, their guard, uh, as they guard their flocks and announce the good tidings of great joy. Unto you is born this day. Come on, you know it. Wise men see the brilliantly shining star from a distant country. Gather gifts together and follow the star to the home of a little child who has been born to the long-awaited king of the Jews. Amen. To be the king of the Jews. Long-awaited. The hope was real. Think about it. They would have lost their hope in the Messiah to come. All those years, Brother West, what if they would have lost? There are some people lost out. That's for sure. Think about the day of Pentecost. Amen. It preaches, preaches, preaches. Oh, 500 plus. How many makes it to the upper room? How many makes it to the upper room? Bible course, 120. There were people that said, oh, this felt great for a moment. I'm going to head on back to my, my, my normal thing here. But 120 made it. So that tells me that we better be prepared. When you're going on this race and you're, you're taking this journey and you're in this season, you better be prepared. There will be some that come with you and there will be some that don't make it with you. You can't get caught up with those that's choosing a different route. You can't get caught up with those saying, I don't want to mess with this right now. I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm too depressed. I've got this going on. 
What you need to remind yourself is I've got more power in my pinky than the devil has in any authority in my life. When's the last time you gave the enemy a good black eye? What do you mean, Pastor? How do you do that? I'm not meaning you walk in the hallways or you walk on your job swinging at things because you might actually hit somebody. I'm saying through your prayer. I said through prayer, you got on your knees and you prayed until you felt a breakthrough. Because there's deeper levels than five-minute prayers. I have a lot of good Christian friends. But there's many that's not ever experienced the level of prayer. Because they've never really gone there before. If you give God time, he'll give you time. I said, if you give God time, he'll give you his time. If you give your attention to God... God will give his attention to you. Let me go ahead and make a profound statement here. And I, I pray, amen, we receive this in the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. What you put into it is what you're going to get out. If you've got to be home right now, put something into it. If you, can, if you can be out and about, put something into it. If someone can't get out, help somebody else out. Because what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. And I know e-learning's awful. It's hard. It's tough. Virtual learning's tough. It is tough. I'm a principal. I know. It's tough. I've got three boys that do it. It's tough. It's hard. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's new. It's different, you know. And, and the teachers do an amazing job. I mean, they do some cool, really cool stuff, new, cool lessons. And, and they do really neat things. I mean, they can, they can do backflips and all that stuff. And it still is awful sometimes. I mean, teachers can get up there and do all kinds of cool stuff, and it's just like, still, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to do this? Right? But I've, as my statement always is, always is, what you're going to put into it is what you're going to get out of it. If you say this is awful and you just push it aside and don't even mess with it ever, guess what? Don't be surprised when your grade is not really great. If you don't wake yourself up and get on the Zoom calls and you don't, do, you don't put your effort into it, Am I helping anybody out right now? If you don't put anything into it, don't expect anything in return. So this Christmas season right now, put hope back in the season. Don't let us lose hope this season. Someone say, I still believe. Come on, remind you, I still believe. I'm still faithful. Come on, sometimes you got to remind yourself, I'm still faithful. I'll still be faithful. I don't care what's all going on. I'm still, still faithful to God. Ah. Listen to me. In order to establish his kingdom, I'm closing, you can stand with me. He does things that are unexpected by most people. Lives the perfect and sinless life that you and I cannot live. Is crucified, dies on a cross to pay the penalty for sin. A penalty that you and I can never pay. Never. Rises from the dead three days later. Spends 40 days speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And then makes the amazing promise that he's going to be back again through the Spirit. This time, he'll be in our hearts and our lives. 
Ten days later, it happens. The spirit of the risen Christ, who has ascended into heaven, descends and fills, listen to me, doesn't fill everybody. Are you with me right now? Doesn't fill everybody. So I'm going to tell you right now, you connect with somebody, and they start basking in church, don't you go into that with them. You call them to try and encourage them, and they start talking negative about your pastor, negative about so-and-so in the church, or they don't do this, they don't, you, all right, well, we're praying for you, amen, God bless you. Because they've chosen to lose hope in this season. Because trust me, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to do our best. So don't put someone else down when they're trying to do their best. Listen, fills, not everybody, but fills worshiping and praising people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came to the people that were ready and prepared for it. So I'm asking them to hope for Christmas. Are you ready and prepared to navigate in this season that you've never navigated in before? Listen to me. Prepare yourselves right now. We're at the start of December. Prepare yourselves right now. The Lord's already spoken to me about January. Amen. He already gave me a word for January. I'm telling you right now. Prepare yourselves right now. Don't lose hope. Don't lose sight. Young people, don't give out on God right now. I know it's hard. I know you can't interact like you want to. I know you can't. You're bowling all the time like you want to and have friends over like all you want to all the time. I get it. It's different. You're, you're, you're missing people. You're missing people that you used to interact with. As adults, we're missing our friends. Come on, we're missing some people. Am I, am I speaking truth here? Christmas is about the amazing grace of God. Come and save you and me from our sins. Listen, and giving us a gift of eternal life. Complete with the overflowing, unspeakable joy. Come on. Come on, the joy. Come on, if you don't have joy in your life, get it back. If you don't have peace in your life, get it back. You don't feel the love of God, reach out for it. It's not Him, it's, it's us. We change. God's not changed. Our interactions, all these, yes, they've changed, but God's not changed. He's still the same. Would you worship Him right now? Would you lift your hands and just love Him? Come on, would you just love him for a moment here? Come on, just lift your hands and welcome him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God help us. God help us. God help us. If there's folks out there wavering, God help us. Oh God, don't let us lose out. Don't let us lose sight. Don't let us lose our promise. God, you are true. God, you are. You are. You are. You are. Hallelujah. God, soften hearts. Soften hearts. God, lead and guide us, Jesus. You look at John chapter 14, you'll find. It says, I'm going to send the comforter. The comforter. Which is the Holy Ghost. The Comforter is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit of God is the Comforter. 
Come on, would you just close your eyes with, with me? I'm going to go out to close. Just close your eyes with me for a moment. I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us. What if those of us who've known him for a while said something like this? God, you've been a part of my life and it's been good. But I need you to come and save me. I need you to rescue me. I just need to be comforted again. I need to be reminded again about just how much you love me. What would happen in this house right now? What would happen in our homes right now? If we would just be vulnerable and open ourselves up and say, God, I just need to be reminded tonight that you love me. Come on, would you just come on, begin to pray. Come on, take some time. Come on, I feel the, I feel the love of God. Come on, this midweek service, come on, get rejuvenated, get refreshed. Come on, I know you're, you face hard days every day almost. You make hard decisions every day, every day. Parents, you're making tough decisions for kids on a daily basis. Come on, pick yourself up right now. Come on, get rejuvenated, get refreshed in the Holy Ghost. Come on, grandparents. Come on, elders. It's not a time to drift, but it's time to draw close to God. Come on, would you pray with your pastor right now? Say, God, draw me closer to you. Come on, feel his love. Feel his love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we love you. Yes, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Just let him flood your heart. Let him. Come on, let the comforter in tonight. Come on, let the comforter in tonight. Come on, wrap yourself up in that comforter. Yes. Come on, you can't keep walking daily in frustration. You can't keep walking daily in confusion. Lord, give us clarity. Give us clarity that... As we end this year, God, give us clarity, God. God, bless our ministry. God, bless our leaders, Jesus. Give us clarity. Hallelujah. In this hour, give us clarity. Help us make decisions. Lead and guide us, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. That's it, church. Come on, just a little bit longer. Come on, hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. Worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Jay. I feel. Come on, let that peace come in.